I imagine that I can speak for all of us when we consider the past year that uh, what happened was quite unexpected. As you sat last December sitting in your home, maybe reflecting on 2019 and looking forward to 2020, uh, none of us expected what was to come. None of us would ever have imagined that you would be refused entry to a bank unless you were wearing a mask. We would have never, never seen that day coming. None of us would have ever imagined that you would be told or mandated how many people you could hug or share a meal with. Never, never imagined that would happen in a year. Never would you have expected that we would be lined up like animals, spaced out and go through a screening checkpoint to get your groceries or to get anything from the store. None of us would have ever expected that there would be weeks and months where we would be told we are not allowed to gather with our church in a building. We would have never expected any of it. We never expected what was to come. We had no indication of what was in store for us. And this is true of life circumstances as well, isn't it? Sometimes we are just blindsided by what happens, what is coming. We don't see it, it comes out of nowhere, and then out of, out of nowhere we just have a trial a pain, a difficulty. But what's amazing about all these things is it never surprises God. Never. Never surprises God. It's not like God learned something new. He didn't know the coronavirus existed. He didn't know that we would be stripped of a lot of our rights in many different ways. He, he knew it all. He was in charge of it all still. It's amazing to us to know that this never surprised God, nor does anything that comes up in your life. Whatever may come is not a surprise to God. He's not taken off guard by that thing that has blindsided you. It's a trial for you. God knew it all along. He knew it. He was preparing you for that day. Sometimes by just making you maybe perhaps really proud and then he just strips you all of that pride because you don't know what to do. Or maybe he's preparing you and, and endure, you know, allowing your life to build endurance and patience and hope in many different areas in order to see because he knows that What's coming is going to rip it all away if you don't hope in him. God is never surprised by what is to come. He's never surprised by your tomorrow, and you will be. It's amazing. What that does for us when we realize that what is coming, God knows and we have no clue, is it humbles us, and it causes us to admit our inability to know. You cannot know what tomorrow holds. You can try to plan all your best. You can try to set all your ducks in a row, make sure everything's set up right, make sure you stay healthy, fill up your bank account, do whatever, but you never know what's tomorrow's bringing. You never know. So we, that humbles us as people to go, I'm utterly dependent on tomorrow to just be tomorrow without me getting to tell it what it's doing. It's amazing. It takes away all of our control. You cannot control tomorrow. You can control elements of tomorrow, but not everything. You can't control the other driver who's about to hit you, right? You can be the safest driver in the world. Someone else could hit you, right? And so there's everything that you can control when you begin to zoom out on life. And especially in God's vision, you realize how limited is your knowledge and how limited is your control. Therefore, we have unexpected things that happen. Sometimes we have hints. Sometimes we have no clue at all. But it's always unex what is always unexpected to us is never unexpected to God. Turn in your Bibles to uh, Luke chapter 1. 
Luke chapter 1. We'll read from uh, verse 26 through 38. We're going to look at two different passages this morning in the beginning of the Gospel according to Luke and see that what might have been unexpected is what we're going to look at all this December is things that are unexpected and how it was never unexpected to God. But yet it is shocking to those who were a part of it, shocking to those who were recipients of it. And so this morning we're going to look at unexpected people. Unexpected people. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Let's hear God's word. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said to her, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. She was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said uh, to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth. In her old age, has also conceived a son, and, and is six months with her child, even though she was barren. For nothing is impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Amazing. The, the people you see in this story are absolutely unexpected. Unexpected. You think about the anticipation for a coming king, a coming savior. You would imagine a king would be born into a rich family, somebody who maybe already lives in uh, some sort of a kingdom, somebody with affluence, uh, power, already a bit of control in the world, into that sort of family. Into, a, into the place where there is the opportunity for power and control. If this is the king who is to come, there's got to be this strong, abiding heritage, right? Well, that's the first thing that's unexpected, is the people that God used. The people that God used is absolutely unexpected. It says at the beginning there in verse 27, it speaks of this girl, Mary. She was a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. So she was a, a young teenager who was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, who is noted here of the house of David. So Joseph, who would become Jesus' adoptive father, was in the royal line of David. He was not living like royalty whatsoever. He was just a carpenter, right? And so Joseph was nothing to write home about. He was not a powerful man. He did not have a lot of money. We know that Mary and Joseph were poor. So that's the first unexpected thing you notice is it, this king that was to be born was not born into a rich, affluent family. He was born to Mary, 
this young girl who, who has really nothing other than uh, a, a, the understanding to when she realizes that God wants to use her, she submits herself to God. But other than that, it's not like she was something unique or special. That's why God chose her. It's interesting, right? Because you see uh, verse 28, he came to her and said, Oh, greetings, oh, favored one. It doesn't mean that she was God's favorite or that he picked her for, because she was something unique. Oh, favored one means God's been gracious to you. Like you don't deserve this opportunity to serve God in this way. You're, that's how you're favored by God. He's giving you an opportunity when you don't deserve it. This Mary, this Joseph, unexpected people that God used. And then another unexpected person that's in this story is Elizabeth, Mary's relative, in verse 36. It says, And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and that child will be John the Baptist. And so God was going to use John the Baptist to prepare the way for Jesus, to set the stage and say, He's coming, He's coming, He's, he's arriving. And then eventually we know John the Baptist would recognize Jesus and say, Behold, the Lamb of God. Right? This is John the Baptist. But the shocking part is the unexpected part is this woman Elizabeth. An old woman. A woman who has never been able in her entire marriage to be able to conceive children. Suddenly, by God's miracle, has her womb opened up in her old age to be able to now have John. You know, you know the story that um, her husband was so shocked that he, he just laughed. And he said, there's no way. This is not even possible. So God silenced him for a time. But these are just unexpected people that God used. You would have expected a king to have a high throne already, a rich family, a great place of affluence. But that's not the case. Mary and Joseph were used, and this relative Elizabeth's in the story as well, people who are not well known. They would have been nobodies. Mary would not have been known outside of her family or her local community. Mary was just a young girl. And Joseph was maybe known for his carpentry, but that's about it. What's amazing is that he's of the house of David. So that's by God's design. So as much as it was unexpected, they expected the Messiah to come through David's heritage through his uh, genealogy somewhere because it was promised to David but here Mary Joseph are unexpected so what's interesting about that is in your life God uses unexpected people too to, to speak to you to reach you unexpected people that you are in their circle on purpose you are in their life on purpose people you work with your neighbors it's, it might be unexpected to you, but God has them there for a very specific reason. You might think, well, it's just, they just happen to be my neighbor. Well, they're not. They're assigned to you by God for a very specific purpose for you to be their neighbor, not me to be their neighbor. And, and so they, you might think it is just an unexpected, not a big deal, but instead it is designed and seen already known by God. God will use others around you for his purposes. And so the question is, do we have our eyes open to that? Do we have our eyes open to who that we are in spheres of influence with on purpose? And more than that, just not those who we can serve, but also those who are in our lives and in our circles so that they can 
speak to us or be used by God in our lives to do something. To do what? It's very interesting to think who God will use in our life. Amazing to think, you know, here, say Elizabeth, for example, she, maybe she hadn't been connected with Mary for a while. Maybe she was close to her, but she probably never expected Mary to come along and to say, you'll never guess what. <laughs> and then Elizabeth, Mary probably was just running going, like, I have no clue what's happening. It's just totally unexpected that her old relative Elizabeth would be expecting. It's amazing how God uses other people. So when we think about our own lives is, who are these other people in my life that God is using to do something? Who is he using to make me patient? Is it a spouse? Is it a friend? Is it a, a family member? Is it the person in traffic in front of you? Who is God using unexpectedly when you prayed for patience yesterday and you did not expect for God to give you this person or this challenge in front of you? Not only who is God using in your life and who is there that God can use you in their life for when it comes to unexpected people. And people to teach you lessons. I remember there's people in high school which I never expected to teach me a lesson um, because they were arrogant. I didn't like them. I didn't have any connection with them. But yet God used them to teach me lessons about generosity, about patience, uh, about turning the other cheek. Many, many unexpected people that I had entered high school and thought, that person, will, I'll never connect with them. But by God's grace, he used them in my life. But I had to have my eyes open to that and be aware of that and those people and how God does use and can use other people. But that also means that God can unexpectedly use you. Unexpected. Mary, minding her own business. Joseph, just working away in the wood shop. Today, normal. Tomorrow, life turned upside down. Could you imagine how that just rattled their life? Some, it, this unexpected announcement to them. Mary, Joseph, God has called you to this service. So then for us, well, what is God calling us to? How is God using us? How are we submitting ourselves and listening to God? For, for if he was to speak to us, would we listen? Would we turn him off? Would we say, well, no, you, you can't mean me. You couldn't mean me. I don't have that skill. I don't, I don't have the ability. I'm not a good reader. I'm not, I don't have good words to say. You can't expect me to be used in their life. No, no, I'm not an evangelist. I don't, I don't know what to say. So oftentimes we think, no, 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 not me. And God says, yes, precisely you. I've called you, you specifically for a purpose, you to have life and have it abundantly and to not be a stagnant pool of truth and a stagnant pool of grace for it all to flow in you and just stay there. So you might think it's some unexpected opportunities you have, but God doesn't think it's unexpected at all. He chose you. He chose you and the people around you on purpose. So when we think about unexpected people, place yourself in that same realm. What if God showed up to me today and said some hard things and, and expected me to do hard things for him? Would I do it? Would I do it? Mary willingly submits and i can't imagine the circumstance so that's the that's the second thing that was unexpected here these people now all of a sudden are in unexpected circumstances there's an unexpected pregnancy look at verse 34 mary said to the angel how will this be 
since I am a virgin. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Unexpected pregnancy for Mary. Shocking, miraculous, something we can't fully understand or grasp how this incarnation happened. Something we take by faith. But it's amazing. Here, this unexpected pregnancy that God used. Like, why not use a married couple? Why not use a woman who is already, you know, in her marriage and having other children? Like, unexpected pregnancy that would have rocked her world, right? She should have been stoned to death. Uh, for people saying, well, obviously you slept around on your fiancé, so you deserve death. Just totally unexpected circumstance in her life that God used. He used her in an unexpected time, in an unexpected situation. But there's also a second unexpected pregnancy, right? Elizabeth. Also an unexpected pregnancy. She is an old woman who has been barren. Completely unexpected. It's amazing what God used these two circumstances, which are just shocking, because also think about, you know, people could have accused Mary of sleeping around, right? And said, well, you know, or Joseph, you know, he, he likely felt that was the case. Like, I, I know it wasn't me, and all of a sudden she's pregnant. Well, think about Elizabeth. Obviously, her and her husband have been together for years and years, and there's been no child. And they've likely tried. And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's pregnant. You don't think he might have questioned and gone, where, where have you been? Like, was the problem me? And now all of a sudden, you know, uh, there's also unexpected situation there for both of these women, Mary and Elizabeth. This unexpected pregnancy, this unexpected circumstance would have shook their world. But yet that's what God used. God chose very purposefully to use this circumstance in their lives. In your life, God chooses to use very specific, sometimes shocking, utterly painful circumstances in your life for a great purpose. He uses trials. He uses unknown territory in your life for his purposes. The question is, you know, how, how do we hear that from God? How do we interpret the situation we're in? Are we allowing God to use it? Are we saying, no, this can't be from God. God wouldn't want me to go through a trial or to have my life upset or to everything turned upside down. No, no, no. It's like, really? Talk to Mary. Talk to Mary. In the world's eyes, her life was over. She's a, a pregnant teen out of wedlock. Right? So God uses unbelievable and unexpected circumstances in your life as he did in Mary's life. The question is, do we avoid them? Or do we, by faith, walk with him through them? And do we expect that? I know sometimes you hear that, expect the unexpected, which is just, like, what does that mean? You, it's unexpected, so therefore, like, you're just expecting something to happen? Uh, it's a strange phrase. But yet, we see that, that God prepares people and uses people in unsuspecting ways. And so, are you aware of that in your own life? How God might use circumstances and situations which you would never, ever, ever choose. And you embrace them with faith. You take them with faith and say, God, I, you have brought me to this thing. You're going to bring me through it. I might die in the middle of it. 
But realize that God has determined the circumstance you're in. And so, as with Mary, just walk by faith. Be honored by God to face what you're facing. You realize? So, you go into the, in the next part of Luke, right? And you look in uh, to the end of chapter 1. And she has this beautiful song. Mary's Magnificat, right? Just this beautiful song of praise. And, and just, she loves and she gets to take part in what God is doing. Could you do that if God brought you to something that rocked your world? Made everybody hate you and look at you? Could, could you go to a song of praise and say, I'm so thankful, I'm so humbled to be able to be used by you in this rotten way? Oh, what we could learn from Mary and her submission to God's circumstance that he has brought her to. What is it in your life that God has brought you to? And you've maybe bucked it. You maybe said, no, not for me. God, take it away. I'm not willing to embrace that. Or as you go through, you just begrudge it the entire time. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. God uses every moment for his glory and for your good. So don't waste it by kicking and fighting. Go through it in faith as did Mary because God brings us unexpected uh, people in unexpected circumstances, but also unexpected places. These people that were unexpected had this pregnancy and a place that was totally off for a king. Look at Luke chapter 2, the beginning of the chapter. Here in verses 1 to 7, it says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Canarius, the governor of Syria, and all went to be registered each in his own town. And Joseph went up to Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of, of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, his fiancée, who was with child. And when they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. These unexpected people, unexpected pregnancy, now unexpected places. They would have been just working away, never have to expect to pick up, travel to Bethlehem, and they most certainly did not expect to have to stay in a stable. Likely smelly animals there. They, that was unexpected place that God brought them to. There was no place for them in the inn. In the usual place, it wasn't for them. God had not designed it that way. This king to be born to some pregnant teen mom that's a nobody through a supposedly illegitimate pregnancy now in a barn, this is all unexpected for the arrival of the king of kings. But yet it was all by God's perfect design. So then for us also, what are the unexpected places that God is using you or going to take you to? Think about the places that God has you, right? Your home and your neighbors. That's not uh, by accident. Who you live with and, and where you live precisely. Where you go to school. Who you work with. When you're shopping with beside that person in the aisle or not, who you gather in church with, God has designed them all 
for a reason. So that you may be used in that place. Here, totally unexpected. But yet, they knew that the Messiah was to come from Bethlehem. Micah 5.2 prophesied it. Micah 5.2 says that this one who is to come, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, will come in Bethlehem. It said that. It anticipated that, which was shocking for them. They didn't understand that. There's no way. There must be some sort of typo. And you see how God got them there. They weren't there. They were in a totally different place. So unexpectedly, they are carried along by God's providence. He, he took them along to this place where the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem in a humble, humble state. The king of kings now laid low in a manger. Unexpected. Where is God taking you? Where is he taking you? And are you embracing it again? Or are you just needing to move on? You want to get out of this place, of that place, because of something that you're uncomfortable with or some struggle you have. When we see here, God specifically used this struggle for his glory. To, to humble this king in such a way that, that Jesus would be born in such a humble way was by God's design, and it was good for us. So how is God using the places in your life, the people in your life, in the circumstances in your life, God may use unexpected people. You might be one of them. God may use you in unexpected ways. God may use you in unexpected places. You know, many people, especially missionaries who go off into far lands, they, they're born as a child. They don't imagine that they're going to go and give their lives for, you know, in a tribe. Jim Elliott did not wake up as a five-year-old and say, you know what, I think I'm going to go be killed on a beach just for the sake of Jesus. He didn't, that was unexpected for him. Unexpected. And so he, we have to realize that God's going to use us in unexpected places, ways, and people. The question is, are our eyes open? Are our eyes open to what God is doing with you? Who he's using in your life? Where he has you for someone else's purpose. Are you aware of those who are around you? And why? Why might you be with them? Why, why are you their neighbor? Why do you live in this community? Why do you work with that person? Seems like it's a thorn in your flesh and you don't want to work with that person. But by God's design, there's unexpected people all around you. Are your eyes open? And can you perceive the circumstances he's using in your life? And when you, when you do, can you trust him with every situation? Can you trust him with every situation, no matter how confusing or how difficult the situation is? Can you trust him, knowing that he's using this situation or that circumstance or this problem or this trial, that he's using it all? He's using this joy, that happy time. He's using it all. Can you trust him with it? With every situation, as did Mary. Are you aware of the places he has you in this season of your life? And some people are alone right now. Uh, alone, but with a phone. Who can call other people who are alone? Uh, are you aware of your places? Maybe it's a tight-knit circle of family or friends that you are in with right now. Why does God have you with them and seem to be closer with them now and almost have to be cut off from other people? Why? Why them? And what does God need me to do with them? 
Maybe in this season you're far from toxic people, and so it's a blessing. Other people are now trapped with discouraging people. So are you aware of the places God has you, and for what reason? How he might use you? Are you perceptive to what God is doing, and are you submitting to what God is doing? Who he's using, what the situations are, and where you are. Where you are, whatever you're going through. If you've had your ears opened to hear, and you've had your eyes opened to see, then you're called by God. You are loved by God. You're given undeserved grace by God, love and favor and forgiveness. Then you know that that God has something for you. God has called you for a reason, not because you were special, Mary wasn't special, but so that he might use you in others' lives, in other places, in other situations, a place that I can't reach because I'm not your neighbor's neighbor. I don't know them like you do. So God is using you in specific ways that he's not using me. I'm so thankful for that. The question is, are we listening? Are we aware? Are we submitting as was Mary and Joseph? Their submission is unbelievable to me. Because I I know for myself, you know, when God calls me to hard things sometimes that I would not respond like them. I don't have that level of godliness and trust. But may God stir that up in each of us. That if we were faced with a difficult circumstance as they were, that we would walk by faith and not by sight. That we would trust him. That he uses unexpected things for his glory and for our good. May we be those who are faithful to say, yes, Lord. How far do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? May we be those who submit ourselves fully to his unexpected plan for tomorrow. Let's trust him. Let's pray. God, you are uh, so mysterious in so many ways, and that is good. It's good. If we knew everything about you, we'd put you in a box and minimize you and make you so small, but you are far beyond our reach, and we are humbled by that. But yet, you choose us, unexpected people, people who, when we look in the mirror, we know that we are nothing to write home about. There is nothing special or unique in us why we would be a great candidate to serve you. God, we are weak and frail. We make many mistakes, but yet you choose unexpected people, and we're thankful for that. We're thankful that you bring us to unexpected situations and unexpected places, and we just want to submit ourselves to you, God, even in this moment, for us to just lay ourselves out before you, empty-handed, and say, whatever you want to hand us, wherever you want to lead us, we will go, and we will serve you. We, we, we need your help in it. So, God, we thank you. We thank you that you were trustworthy and true. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.